increasing regulation, market saturation, and rising interest rates. Still think short-term rentals make sense? You're not alone. Join industry experts Bill Faith and Kenny Bedwell as they discuss how you can invest while still staying ahead of the curve, identifying trends before they happen, or blowing them away outright with their insights. This is STRonomics. Are you looking to invest in short-term rentals in North Carolina or South Carolina? There's a lot of great markets there, but even more important the markets are that you find the right agent. And that's where my man, Tyler Kuhn comes into place. I personally used him for three purchases totaling over $3.5 million. And I would not look to anybody else. Just jump down into the show notes right here below the podcast, click on the link and book a free discovery call with Tyler to explore the opportunities in both North Carolina and South Carolina today. Hey, everybody. Welcome to STRonomics. I'm Bill Fake. This is my man, Kenny Bedwell, founder of STR Insights. Today, we're going to be talking about some really interesting data that Kenny pulled out of STR Insights about pet-friendly. There's a lot of discussion. Should I be pet-friendly? Should I not? We see on the social interwebs that literally people say, oh my God, if you, if you are pet-friendly, you're going to automatically increase your ADR by like 10%. So Kenny, what say you, my friend? Yeah, that's... It's a loaded question, but I love it. I love loaded. It questions. is, but let's just talk about what we were just talking about, right? So I own a, I own a house in Fort Morgan, Beach Run. I've been trying to convince my wife since we bought it in December. My very first SDR was in Fort Morgan, Alabama. If you guys are in Gulf Shores or Orange Beach or Dustin, you know, there's a lot of non-pet friendly beaches out there. Fort Morgan is pet friendly. And that's to me is a pretty huge deal from a subjective standpoint. Well, Kenny, you just did some research and kind of to the contrary, right? Yeah, I, I wouldn't say that. I don't want to say contrary because I think your situation is a little bit unique. But overall, I did do some research about pet friendly and does it influence, can it influence ADR? And the answer is it depends on the market and it depends on even within the market as well, like the neighborhood or the community. I found that in beach markets, uh, it's almost uh, amongst the top properties. And so I, I've tried to focus on looking at top properties and their data because they're obviously doing something right. So does pet friendly kind of give them a leg up and make them a top property? And on beach properties, the answer is usually no, it doesn't. The majority of them are actually non-pet friendly and there's no correlation between an increase in you know ADR or revenue based on being pet friendly uh, versus not. So in fact, here's the question that I would pose to you if I'm, if we're doing a live broadcast Q and A right now, Kenny, my places, and this is Bill Faith speaking, right? My wife never wants me and I don't blame her at all, but we spend so much money on interior design and higher end furnishings and couches. And when we rehab flooring, just all that stuff, right? She's afraid of, oh my God, we have a $4,000 couch. It's not a $799 couch for rooms to go. She doesn't want the dog to tear it or scratch it. So I wonder, and it just kind of spawned what you just said because the top properties, right? So if you look at something that's over, say at the beach, $750 a night ADR, over a thousand ADR, I wonder if that would be different because the hosts are in the same mentality. Like you said, I can set the bar, you know, out in the Fort Morgan because nobody is pet friendly, right? I mean, you found like one or two places. Right. As a, as a top property, and I'm probably in the top 1%, 2% in pricing. So, but I think there's this, you know, you always talk about the bias when we're evaluating properties, right? So I think a lot of this might have to do with the bias. So I'd be interested in another podcast to follow up on this. Let's break it down by high ADR and low ADR. I think the people that are shopping at Facebook Marketplace and, you know, going to thrift shops, not there's nothing wrong with that. 
But I think those are probably more apt to allow pet. Sorry to interrupt you. Just that, you know, these, I'm like Rain Man. These things pop in my head. No, no, no. I, so I did do a little bit of research because I had the same thought. Of course you did. And, (laughs) And what I found is you're right. So if you take certain area, like pockets of neighborhoods or communities where there's a lot of STR, so let's say a condo development in Gold Shores. And I'm picking on the beach. I mean, the data is different in the mountains and we'll get to that in a second. But, you know, if we look at, you know, a a small community where there's a lot of STRs and then you just circle that area and you look at the properties and the top properties in there, they're not the top properties overall throughout the market, but there's actually the, the trend of, hey, look, pet friendly can impact and actually increase your ADR in those particular pockets. But once again, these aren't the high and flashy, you know, a lot of times not beachfront properties are, you know, over the top decor, you know, they're, they're more of the, you know, just the condos or the houses in this little uh, development in a tier two or tier three area from the beach. And you're saying that's what you're saying. That it makes sense. Yes. 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 It's so interesting. So you're very well aware of it. If you're a new listener, my, the most recent market I've invested into is Vanderbilt, North Carolina, Beach Mountain, North Carolina. And if I do really well, it's because of me. If I do really bad, it's because Kenny told me to invest there like some months ago. He identified a hole in the market that I kind of, you know, tried to fill in uh, Vanderbilt. But here's the thing. They end up falling through. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If I lose 200 grand, I'm blaming you. Yeah. Um, so the interesting thing, you know, I bought the big property in Vanderbilt, right? And we spent more money finishing it. We paid $1.6 million, put about $78, I think, into it. And then I still had money left on my 1031. I go up to Beach Mountain. And I'm literally like a, a half a mile away from, you know, base camp, if you will, of the slope. So you can't walk. I, I, ha- I don't have view. I don't have long range views. So yeah, I'm putting in a hot tub. I'm actually getting the deck braced right now. And all the other stuff, the fire pit, blah, blah, blah. But this will be our very first property. So this is planned long before this uh, podcast was recorded, but that's a $535,000 property. It's not a $1.6 million property. And kind of going back to the thought process, I think I need it at this property to stand out, right? I've done a little bit of the friendly competitor method, you know, to go through and look at the competitors. And I don't see very many friendly in my room count, purchase price, blah, blah, blah. Um, There's more there probably than there is at the beach. So it's kind of interesting that you bring that up. And it's 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 amazing how the data skews to our bias, right? Mm-hmm. And, the, and I would never do this at a, one of my bigger properties, like at the big Banner Out property, because I'm just afraid of too much damage. Yep. And uh, transitioning to the mountain areas as well, a lot of people have the same mentality, or I wouldn't say mentality, but the same fear, I guess, of the bigger properties. In fact... We find, so I, looking at the data, the majority of the top properties, the one bedrooms, the two bedrooms, and the three bedrooms are pet friendly. So there's a strong correlation uh, amongst other things to increase ADR or revenue if you are pet friendly in the mountains. But once you get to four bedrooms, and this is true about most mountain markets, <clears throat> it actually evens out. And then five bedrooms, it drops. So the majority of the top properties, the top 10%, we'll say, of five-bedroom properties in a particular market, the majority are not pet-friendly. And then six, it starts dropping even more. And then by the time you get to seven and eight, there's like maybe one or two, if that. So So here's my hypothesis for that. And I want to know if you corroborated or not. 
It's because once you get to four, as it starts to drop, that's when you start to get into more multifamily vacations, right? Yes. In the mountains. Then you get to five and you got more space. Six, you can bring three families, right? With two kids, all these types of things. So do you believe that's kind of a correct hypothesis? The bigger we get, because look, if I'm going on vacation with the Bedwells and the Hodges and the Caracos, we're not all bringing our fucking dogs. We can't, right? They'd all be a part of I have this problem with my in-laws. I have two dogs. They have two dogs. They don't get along, right? They're all trying to dominate for the for the right space. And we do take them to like our lake property and our beach properties sometimes. So that's always a challenge. And, you know, that's always, a, it's a contentious point of discussion before we go. Throw a nut through the bedwells in there. Do you have, do you have pets? I assume you probably do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. What, what do you have? I have a crazy German shepherd. <laughs> a crazy German shepherd. Not just a dog. You have one of those crazy ones. Yes. So think about that. I mean, I can't even imagine like my golden doodle who's just hyper all the time anyways and your German shepherd and these other little shitty dogs that my in-laws have. <laughs> it would be like WWF, you know, right. or Monday night or whatever it is. Yeah, it, it's it's so true. I, I think, yeah, I, I love that hypothesis. I wish there was a way to. Thank you, because that. that's a very big word coming from a college dropout like myself. <laughs> there you go. I wish I wish there was a, an official way to test that, but I, I tend to agree. I think that you know, especially with the lower bedroom counts, you know, it's going to be a family that's staying there or a couple, and they have a dog, and that's become common, and they're seeking after those areas. But the larger properties, you know, in my mind. So if you're a listener and you've got a larger property and you've been thinking, ah, should I be pet friendly or not? So one, I would consider your location, but two, you know, look at the top properties around you. Are they pet friendly? If the answer is no, then, you know, I I probably wouldn't do it just based on what our hypothesis is. Are you looking to purchase an STR in the Western North Carolina mountains, the high country, maybe even on, on the beach of North Carolina and the OBX or all the way down into Hilton Head, South Carolina? My man, Tyler Kuhn from Savvy Realty has you covered. And one of the things that I love about Tyler is he specializes in short-term rentals. He takes a no BS approach, is honest, and is filled with integrity. How do I know this? Because I've used Tyler on three transactions totaling almost three and a half million dollars. And he has absolutely crushed it for me. Look, if you're not sure where you should invest, he's based out of Asheville, North Carolina. He helped me invest in Banner Elk, North Carolina, and Beach Mountain, North Carolina. He's not only just a real estate agent that specializes in short-term rentals, Tyler is also an owner of short-term rentals and owns a management company. So one of the biggest hurdles for us mentally is to get over, how do I find cleaners? How do I find handymen? How do I find a plumber? Well, you know what, Tyler's dialed in and he helps his clients navigate those issues. So if you're looking to invest pretty much anywhere in the Carolinas, Tyler Kuhn from Savvy Realty is your man. And right now he's actually doing a free discovery call. You can click down on the link in the notes and set up your free discovery call with Tyler today. So when should they do it? I mean, should they do it if they're at the beach or in the mountains or at a lake? And should they only do it if they're under, you know, five bedrooms kind of what what would you advise to them? So I think it really depends on, you know, what are the real factors that impact your revenue and ADR? So what I mean by that is if you're in the mountains, you have zero views, you don't 
have the ability to get, you know, high upper end amenities. Like you don't have room for a theater room or a pool table or a hot. Well, most houses do have a hot tub. So I'll probably throw You're that talking out. about my house, Kenny. Yeah, there you go. But, uh, you know, if you're, if you're limited in terms of what can set you apart, then I think you should try it by all means. I think you should, should go all in, but keep in mind that you do need to increase your ADR. You do need to, you know, increase your pet, you know, add a pet fee, like actually make money off of it instead of just say, okay, we're now pet friendly. Um, and I, I think it can impact your revenue and ADR in that situation. However, if you do have excellent views, you do have some sort of like uh, value add amenities that's going to help that that's unique for your property versus the property next door, then being pet, friend, pet friendly really isn't going to move the needle in terms of increasing your ADR. And it might lead to more headache. And that's always the dichotomy is the headache. Yeah. Right. And, you know, I mean, I, I, I think we've all had guests sneak pets into the non-pet friendlies and they tend to be more problems than that. I think that the stewards that ask ahead of time, you know, the, the, the good pet owner stewards that are going to be cognizant of taking care of your property or, um, you know, those are the ones that we all dream of having when they bring a pet. So it's interesting that you bring up all those things that might house in Beach Mountain. It's small. I mean, it's a four, two and a, and a half it's not a four, three, there's not enough room to have another bathroom and it's three levels. So all levels, very small. And we do have a, a couple of things going for us. There's, there was a pool table and a bar in the basement where there's two bathrooms and and or two bedrooms and a bathroom. Uh, so we have a pool table, we added two video games, but you know, to really, one of my specialties is to like out amenity, everybody else in markets that don't have amenities. That's about all I can do. I mean, shit, I don't even have enough cabinet space or counter space in this small kitchen to do really do a coffee bar. It's like my all-in-one Cuisinart and some pots and some to-go cups. I mean, I can't do the frother and the beans and all the setup and everything. So if I'm missing that, I have a, a an outdoor, I have a fire pit, you know, which is cool. So, okay, I've got fire pit, I've got pool table. If they can get the, the deck braced, which this is an older house built in the 60s or 70s, you know, an A-frame, and if they can get the deck brace, then I can put it, spend 10 grand to get a, a hot tub. But at this point, I'm literally listing this week, like in the next couple of days, I'm, and we're definitely going to do pet friendly here. So I'm going to start with pet friendly, and I'm probably going to run for at least two, three weeks to see if I can get a good run rate of bookings through the fall mm-hmm. before into the winter. So I'll take fall bookings, winter bookings, whatever. Because if I can get a good run rate of bookings, then I probably don't need to spend 10 grand. Because there's not that many hot tubs there. But then I go back to that biasness, right? How the hell can I have a mountain property of any kind without a hot tub, right? So then I start thinking, okay, Bill, you're the marketer. And I teach everybody you have to stack. The more amenities you can stack on top of each other, the more value you bring, the wider you spread your net for the people that actually hit that ideal buyer, that ideal guest and actually hits your listing to be able to capture them, right? So for me, I know I'm going to own this house I bought this on a DSCR product. As sure as I'm standing on God's green earth right now, I am not paying a prepayment penalty. So I am not selling that house in five years, right? So now if I go spend 10 grand on a hot tub, that's 10,000. I'm not real smart. Remember, I'm a college dropout, Kenny, but 10,000 divided by five, I think it's only 2,000 bucks, right? Right. So $2,000 divided by 12, not really not that smart, but let's just call it 150, right? I'm probably pretty close, but $150 a month 
over five years is that a good or a bad investment for like the number two amenity that I can add to my house. It kind of goes back to the discussion on last week's episode. Yeah. So I will do pets. I will add the hot tub pr probably prior to fall or winter. And I'm going to stack every one. I'm going to check every one of those boxes, you know, the Eric Carrico method uh, that I can as an amenity so I can physically fit into this property. But I think one thing that you really bring up a super point. There's so many beach houses. There's so many cabins. There's so many lake properties that are under, you know, half a million dollars that are built. They're so tight, so small. They're built in the early 2000s, 90s, 80s, 70s, whatever. There's no storage. So if you don't have storage and you can't do all the shit that we want to do and you can't put in video games, you can't do pool tables, shuffle boards, fire pits, hot tubs, all that type of stuff. When I'm hearing Kenny say, is then it's a great option to look at being pet friendly, specifically if you're four bedrooms or less or three bedrooms or less. Yeah, I 100% uh, agree with that. I think too that it people are catching on to it. They're, I should say they're warming up to it. So just some high level numbers as well. So towards the beginning of this year, it was about 23 to 25% of all properties were pet friendly across OTAs, Airbnb, Furbo. Really? That's a pretty big number, I think. Well, it's gone up to 27 to 28%. Wow. I, I, I would have guessed 10 to 15 probably. Yeah. So um, it's definitely jumped, especially this year alone. And I think that people are trying to pivot and they're also warming up to the idea that, hey, you know what? Like people want to travel with their pets. So where are they going to go? And I mean, but like I said, just you, you, need to, you need to be smart about it. And the best way to know if you need to do it or want to do it is to check the properties around you, see if anybody else is doing it and see if their revenue is higher in the vicinity, not necessarily the same market, but the vicinity of where you're at. Because that's- What's your friendly competitor analysis, right? Exactly. So- Is that it? Is that all we got? This is like our shortest podcast. I know. It's like, it's like we're having a- 15 minutes. I mean, it's it's all about pet friendly. So yeah, I, I mean, that's that's pretty much the data I had set aside for it. <laughs> I mean, there, there's really nothing else to talk about. I think that uh, I think pet friendly is a great option, um, especially if you're in a smaller property uh, and you don't have the ability size wise to, to do a, a ton of other amenities. There's no reason for us to keep talking. You know, we've given the information. It's out there. Now, now take action on it, right? Do it. <laughs> so the number one thing I would tell you is follow what Kenny said. Do the friendly competitor analysis. Look at what your competitors are doing. This is not something that you're just going to straight pull from a data tool and make that decision. You and I don't have access to all the data that Kenny has, right? So look at your competitors, stack as many amenities as you can. And specifically what I heard from Kenny is it's going to work best for one, two, and three bedrooms. If you have six, seven, eight, nine, ten, probably not going to move the needle for you. Agreed? I love it. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Kenny. Hey, I'll bet on the next episode, we're going to see Kenny in some type of Alabama gear. Uh, so I've got something special for him too. Thanks for joining us on SDRonomics. Thank you, Tyler Coon, for being a sponsor. We'll see you guys on the next episode. See ya. Thank you for listening to STRonomics. Stay ahead of the curve and subscribe today. This podcast is a hospitality.fm production.